Well, hello, and welcome to The Insecurity Project. I'm your host, Jamin Fraser, and I am on a mission to end the unnecessary suffering caused by the fear of not being good enough. We've all got it. We've all got to work through it. But thankfully, there is a clear, intelligent, and complete solution to the insecurity problem, and that is what this project is all about. Hope you enjoyed today's program. Hey friends, 10 minute Tuesday time. Uh, The importance of listening to yourself is the topic for this week. And, um, you know, I've touched on this briefly before, but it's worth bringing up again. Uh, I got to be in the city in in Sydney over the weekend with my wife, which was great. I always loved being in the city. And uh, I had to go up early Friday as there was a business networking opportunity. And there are two meetings I could go to. One was in Campbelltown, one was in Bondi. Uh, Now, logistically, Campbelltown made a lot more sense. They both started at 8 a.m., you know, but getting to Bondi was going to take an extra hour and a half. Uh, then there's the extra logistical challenges of parking the car. Uh, and then what do I do with the car after that? Now I need to be back in the city. Normally I park the car at Beverly Hills and catch the train in. But if I've got the car on Bondi, the other side of the city, I'm going to have to then find parking in the city, blah, blah, blah. Logically, it made sense to go to Campbelltown. Yet every time I thought about that decision, something inside me said, Jamin, can you please go to Bondi? Uh, uh, but, you know, and Spoke about it with my wife and, you know, and logistically it makes more sense to go to Campbelltown. Jamin, can you please go to Bondi? <laughs> Went to click that Campbelltown link. I'm going to Bondi. Bondi, Bondi wins. I'm driving to Bondi on Friday morning and, uh, you know, kind of questioning this whole decision. Was it, was it the right decision? Why did I want to go to Bondi? I could have gone to Campbelltown. Campbelltown probably would have, would have been just as good. Um, anyway, uh, I'm in the car listening to a podcast from Tim Ferriss. He's interviewing Edward Norton. And it's a long conversation. And uh, I drive past Com- uh, Campbelltown and the conversation's just kind of warming up. So I get this extra time to really listen to two wonderful human beings talking about amazing things. And I'm just so blown away by hearing Edward's, Edward's story around the process of script writing for his latest movie, which is uh, Motherless Brooklyn, an adaptation from a book of the same name written uh, 20 years ago. And uh, he said the process took eight years. Now, uh, here I am beating myself up uh, that I haven't finished writing my Deep Change book, which is um, in a part of the Insecurity Project, which I've only really been working on for you know nine months, maybe a little longer. And I hear a guy who's at the top of his game producing beautiful art, meaningful work, and he's described the process of getting stuck, getting blocked, getting distracted, having other things. It's not like your life is on hold and you can just write. There are competing projects. Uh, and it took him eight years. And I was just astounded to think about how much of a hurry I've been in and how frustrated I've been that I haven't solved that problem yet. And it was a gift just to go, hey, Jamin, um, beautiful things take time. To rush it dials down the quality of the work. This is an important job and and an important contribution. So make sure you get it right. Take the time that you need. So that was gift number one, all because I'd listened to go to Bondi. Uh, but then the moment I drove down Campbell Parade and saw the beach, I uh, was just filled with with awe and wonder, you know, a country boy being in the city, especially seeing one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. Um, uh, you know, in the morning, it was glorious. So I was, I was stoked that I'd made it to the beach. And, and with five minutes to spare before the meeting, I navigated Sydney traffic. Um, got to the meeting and uh, three connections I made at that meeting um, 
were glorious, were extraordinary. The opportunities that came from being there um, were just were just amazing. You know, so driving from there into the city after that meeting, just being so grateful that I listened and and reminding myself again that I've never once been disappointed for listening to myself that whether it works out exactly as I think it's going to work out or not, that listening to myself is a beautiful gift and it is a life-giving gift and that it is something that I want to align myself to again and again and again. Uh, rapport with self is everything. If you want to fully become an adult, it is actually about developing this beautiful relationship with yourself. That becomes the most important relationship. If you're going to be self-sufficient, if you're going to be able to reference your own opinion, if you're going to trust your own judgment, if you're going to take your own advice, if you're going to be the problem solver in your own world, if you're going to be your own refuge, well, that's going to require a high level of internal communication. And listening is an essential part of all communication. So if you're someone who has not done particularly well at listening, and maybe even the idea of listening to yourself sounds foreign and, and strange, um, Here's three ideas to help you think about that today. And the three ideas are just as relevant to those who are more, uh, you know, more comfortable in the listening space and more rehearsed at building a relationship with themselves. Um, so the first, the first of the three ideas I'd share with you, and these are the ideas that have worked for me and I continue to practice, is, is number one, intention. So as I was driving back to the city, I renewed my attention, intention and agreement that listening to myself is the way that I will live. I will find a way to listen. It's it's challenging, right? Your unconscious doesn't have a vocal cords, so it's not like you can have this audible conversation. It's it requires you to really to really desire to hear. If you if you're just flat out doing stuff, doing what everyone else is doing, listening to the myriad of voices, the noise, the constant stream of data and information and advice that's given from outside of you, well, of course, the the still small voice inside of you gets shut down and ignored but if your intention is to separate yourself from the noise and to come away and to make space to listen well then you, you do find a way you find a way through a dream you have by a movie you're watching in a conversation you have with someone else in a song you're listening to in a feeling this sense of intuition which is this this other sense, this way of knowing, you're not even sure how you know that you know, but every time you act on that knowing, it's life-giving and you kind of get to feel this pattern of living and, and communication, which is the second intention to, to develop your own communication language and pattern. Because it's a bit abstract, because it's a bit obscure, because you can't write a letter to yourself or have a, a verbal, audible conversation, it does require you to understand uh, and open and develop communication channels. You know, so some of you have probably heard me talk about um, when I get a tight ass, um, when I get tension in my piriformis muscle. That's that's my body communicating to me that there is unresolved issues and issues perhaps that I'm downplaying the importance of or getting distracted from or things that perhaps I've ignored, things I said I was going to do that I've put on hold. Uh, that's my body's way of grabbing my attention and letting me know there are more conversations to be had. Very useful, you know. So the temptation early on was to think I've got, you know, a, an injury or I need physiotherapy or dry needling or a chiropractic work to realign my body. 
that's not it at all. My body's perfectly capable of being aligned and pain free. The pain has a purpose. So often patterns of pain are a great way of listening and starting the conversation of allowing, allowing your unconscious to grab your attention. Um, maybe it's journaling. Maybe that's your style. Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's through prayer. Maybe it's while you exercise and maybe it's painting. Maybe it's just being still. Um, whatever it is to develop a go-to communication style is going to be useful for you if you're going to learn to listen well. Um, so, so setting a clear intention to be a listener, to be someone who has an open and honest uh, relationship with themselves. Number two, develop a clear relationship style and format uh, and, and vehicle, a, a way that you can go to to access high-level conversations with yourself. Um, I have strategic meetings with myself on a Sunday night, which is a different kind of conversation to my normal journaling. And that's been a useful format to set up a way to have important conversations. Um, and, and the third thing, which might require you to focus on why there is a lack of communication is ultimately to have communication requires trust and trust requires uh, conflict resolution, uh, apologies, forgiveness, restoration reconciliation often there's a bunch of internal uh you know conflict and and mistrust and pain that has never been restored often i watch people try to distance themselves from the pain in their life distance themselves from past disappointment and failure and heartache and poor decisions uh you know it is what it is the past is the past i'm moving on you know but if you don't find a way of reconciling your past it does become a residual loss inside you and diminishes future hopes and dreams so there is some work to do there is there are apologies to be made um, between your head and your heart and your mind and your body your unconscious and your conscious where you've kind of acted in a way that hasn't been in your overall best interest maybe you've ignored intuition or you haven't listened to a dream or dream or you you know your own subconscious tried to warn you about something and you you listened to someone else instead and did maybe you went to Campbelltown instead of going to Bondi um, perhaps there's some apologies that need to be made um, but the cool thing is relationships can be restored R relationships with people can be restored and relationships with yourself can be restored you've probably seen my four stages of good apology of effective apology i'm practicing that well my daughter's practicing that at the moment she could use some extra practice uh, so if you see her ask her about how she's doing with the four stages of an effective apology but if you want that framework just reach out and i can send that to you if you haven't already seen it or heard it from me um, but that's an important final step just to make sure there's trust you're on the same team you can work together then the lines of communication are open uh, so the importance of listening to yourself, I think it's an essential part of doing life well. Um, and, you know, it is a big part of the insecurity project because it's a, it's a key part of being an adult and um, giving yourself full permission to flourish. Hope that's useful. I'll talk to you again soon. You've been listening to the insecurity project. I hope you found the content and conversations useful. And remember, you are not just the actor in the story. You are the storyteller. You have the ability to turn this all around. For more information about overcoming insecurity, check out the insecurityproject.com.